from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. It's always fun to have a bye week. Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom. This is Locked On Chiefs, and we have a fun show for you today. Uh, Seth Kaiser, our old friend and partner, is back of The Athletic and his own personal Substack, which I encourage you to check out. We're brought to you by 1010 today, and 1010 is the exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. I'm Ryan Tracy. I am the founder of Rogue Analytics, where we do all kinds of metrics based on the physiology of draft prospects. It's called the Athletic Matrix. That will be coming out this spring. You can check it out at RogueAPC.com. And I also run RGR Football, the YouTube channel that dives into everything about the Kansas City Chiefs and a couple flirtations with the rest of the NFL as well. So check that out at rgrfootball.com. Well, all of that said, there's a little bit of news before we get Seth in here because uh, it is one of those situations where COVID taketh and it giveth away and a couple of pieces nicely. It is great to see Anthony Hitchens report that he is back in the building. Now, this is a bye week, so there's not a ton going on. They're there for treatment. They're there just to check in. And quite frankly, they're there to do COVID tests. Uh, And he put it out on social media that he's back and he's happy to be back. And that's good because the linebacker room is pretty much empty without him right now. Um, That is an overestimation, but it is important to have Hitch back and getting ready for next week when they hit the playoffs in the second round. That said, it looks like Mike Dana has come down with COVID as well. We don't know if this is related to the strength coach, Barry Rubin, or if it's something else, but uh, so far, it's just Mike Dana and Barry Rubin, and we're going to continue to keep our eye on that. Now, that doesn't preclude him from the playoff game, but it does mean as a close contact, he's going to be watched for a while, continued tests, um, pretty much operation is normal. So let's cross our fingers that Mike Dana can get back out there. I, I've really liked his progression this season. I think that he can play a role in the playoff run. It's going to be important to have a rotation out there at that defensive end spot, and he's somebody that's earned his time, and I'm looking forward to seeing him you know, really expand upon that. And any experience any of the young guys can get in a playoff situation bodes well for their future and getting them jump-started at taking the next step forward next season and the season beyond when you can start to look to rely on some of them. And so I don't want to see Mike Dana get in a situation where he doesn't get that playoff experience. So keep all the fingers crossed and everything else will move along. But there's been a lot go on this season, and it's uh, it's always great to get Seth's unique approach to where everything's at we're going to have a great discussion we'll break it into a couple of parts here some today and some tomorrow for you so uh, on the backside of this seth kaiser from the athletic who's ready for some football it's almost here the college football season is starting to get to the bowl games i'm pretty excited about that and then of course we have all the the playoff games for the nfl as we get in to january there's plenty to talk about And a lot of it comes down to if you want to be part of the action or not, there's one place that you can be covered and one place that you can trust, and that's betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Go check out BetOnline.ag. Well, it's been a while, but we have to check in because I'm not feeling, you know, my normal self and I have to get my brain checked. And so this is where I go for the reality break back to the old Substack guy and over at the athletic, my buddy, uh, Seth Kaiser. How are you, man? I am doing so well. Every time we get a chance to talk, it, it improves my day. 
And uh, it, it takes me back to a simpler time when we were all more innocent and young and just, uh, I don't know, I mean, it was like two years ago, but still, it's hey, always awesome talking to you. Life is good. I didn't wear eyeglasses then. It was nice. <laughs> we getting old, man. We're just getting old. There's nothing to be done about it. Oh, nope. Time is going to win no matter what. So, hey, <laughs> you know, and it's it's not just us. It's everywhere else. And it's cool because now... Instead of, uh, you know, mostly agreeing like we used to every week, now we get to get this <laughs> extra time in between. Maybe we can find something we disagree about. I, I don't, I'm not holding my breath, but we'll find out. I, you know what? I, I will try to, I'll disagree with something. I don't even have to believe it this time. I'm just going to just <laughs> say it. I'll just, I'll say anything just for the, just for the content, my friend. Oh, it sounds like a lawyer trick. Objection. Just <laughs> on the record. Oh, good Lord. Um, I, I wanted to get, honestly, it has been what, since uh, the bye week. So it has been a good long time. Like your impression of the last six game stretch, like how do you feel about where the team's gone in that time span? You know, I can't remember a time that a team beat two Super Bowl contenders and a playoff contender and two division opponents. And then they, they beat a lousy Falcons team. But I, I, I'm, I can't remember a time that that string of victories, one would think that the story from that would be, man, they're battle tested, you know? And instead, the story's kind of like, oh, you know, they barely beat the Saints. It's like, what? Okay. I, and, and it's just a fascinating thing. And, and I don't know if it's because they, the Chiefs were talked up all year like they were invincible. And so there's some more realistic talk because no one in the NFL is invincible. But, I mean, my takeaway, honestly, the Atlanta Falcons game, that was a bummer of a game. Mahomes played the worst I've ever seen him play, and I don't think it was really that close. Um, He's had games statistically that were slightly worse. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, really, in terms of his pocket presence, in terms of his accuracy, um, in terms of blitzes getting to him, it's as bad as I've seen him play. And I think that's the feeling that some people are hanging on to. Like, that's the start of a trend. And maybe it is. Well, it's recency bias, right, though? Because that's the last right. time you saw him really get out there. Right. Yeah. And so what we see is like people comparing what the Chiefs did against like the Saints and Dolphins defenses. You know, it's like, you know, Mahomes last four games weren't all that. They weren't as good as Josh Allen's last four games. Like, well, that's because Josh Allen was playing, you know, the uh, the who's the who's the team the Harlem Globetrotters play? I can't even remember. The Sisters of the Blind somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, I'm feeling pretty good about the team. Uh, Willie Gay's injury was a bummer. They, the, the deal of it is this. This team has not quite played up to its potential all year, and they're still 14-2. and two. And they've still beat every contender that's crossed their paths. The, I mean, unless you want to view the Raiders as a contender, which I don't. At the time, at the time, you could. Yeah, yeah, they were looking good. Um, and then kind of the holes kind of revealed themselves. So I feel good about the Chiefs. I mean, the the defense has looked a little better recently. The pass rush has looked a little better. Um, it's gonna a lot's gonna rise and fall in Frank Clark. Yep. Um, and, but I mean, overall, I mean, that's kind of a state of the Chiefs statement right there. Is they have played some really, really good teams this year. Um, th- their their schedule prepared them for the playoffs. I mean, they played the Ravens, they played the Bills, they played the Saints, they played the Dolphins, they played the Bucks. They play and I, I there's a couple games here that I know I'm missing too. They played a really tough schedule 
And usually the, the narrative would be that they're battle tested, but instead it's, oh, they haven't won by enough. For me, it's like um, it was a 10 week stretch where they didn't lose a game and everyone that's out the window because they were, they were six point wins. I mean, for me, like the thing that comes back and that, I don't know, given your background, if you've seen this movie too many times, but if you think back to Pulp Fiction, it's like that line, like, I feel like Frank's just sitting around waiting, you know, like we thought he'd come back and fire up at the bye like he did last time. We thought he'd start turning on now. I feel like he's just, you know, like Samuel in that movie, just that's all you had to say. And now it's time. And it's boom. That was. (laughs) Oh, you said in the wolf. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's all you had to say. And that's I I'm so curious. Yeah. With Clark, it's going to be that that's probably. More so than anything, because I take it as a given that Patrick Mahomes is going to play well in the postseason. He has been dominant in the postseason. Um, I I think it's kind of a given. Travis Kelsey is going to play great. Tyreek Hill will play well. I, th- these guys are going to perform. The offensive line is probably going to be a bit problematic because they've had so many injuries. That's just how it works. And, and, and that's also just on a side note. People should chill on the offensive line a little bit. They've been devastated by injuries. That's just what happens. And and people are like, oh, that's not good enough. It's like, well, yes, you don't expect your third or fourth string player to be good enough. Um, and guys like like what Mike Remmers, I'm glad they signed him. Right. Um I mean, had they not, that would have been real trouble. So any anyway, all these things are givens. There's a lot of givens. I think the cornerback group is going to keep playing really well. I think we we know what we're getting almost everywhere, except Frank Clark and the 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 variance there is so high is the big thing. Cause you maybe don't know necessarily what you might get from Charvarius Ward, but his low isn't going to be that low. His high probably isn't going to be that high. He's a, he's a decent, he's a good corner. Um, Legereus Sneed, I think is going to keep playing like a star. I I'm trying so hard not to buy in. I've been hurt before you and I have talked about Philip Gaines and Marcus Cooper and all in all kinds of players. Um, Ward worked out though, by and large. Maybe not yeah. quite, the, not quite the ceiling people were hoping. I would say right, but he's hit the ceiling that I expected. I feel he's a solid number two corner, just like I always felt he was. Right, and see, and that's where my problem is. I'm always expecting more. It's like, well, if you're doing that now, maybe. What? And we always assume development. You know, we always assume people will hit this magical ceiling, but we we never really take into account the way the NFL limits you and finds your weaknesses. Um, Sneed, his ceiling looks higher, so we'll see. Um, I, I really like him. I, I can't find anything he doesn't do really well. And I know we can circle back to that. But the overall point was the biggest variance point of the playoffs is Frank Clark. Because you can get dominant play from him or you can get next to nothing. And that moves the needle a lot with this defense because it affects how often they've got a blitz. It affects how often Spagnolo feels the need to run a bunch of stunts as opposed to just rushing straight up. It just affects a lot. And if you get dominant Frank Clark, I think they win the Super Bowl uh, because it's just hard to beat this team when Clark and Jones are on their game, assuming everything else plays out like you'd expect. Yeah, and that's really what it comes down to. Everybody getting up at the point when when you feel that they need to. Uh, I think I think we'll pause here for a second and, and coming up next, we'll get into how you time that all up. Built Bar is back along with Built Go and has some great new things for you to try. Some of them are flavors. Some of them are new mixtures, new concepts in what Built does. So check out Built Bar, Built Go, and the whole nine yards. My personal favorite still remains that uh, 
caramel brownie and uh, i like that coconut one as well bill bar is great for the health conscious guy lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and great for the keto diet go check out the peanut butter it has 19 grams of protein 180 calories five grams of sugar and five grams of net carbs it is absolutely delicious in my opinion go to billbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get 20 percent off your next order use promo code locked on for 20 percent off at billbar.com and so like we were talking before, it's about turning on at the right time. And that's what that reference was in the last segment. But it also takes the motivation piece because I, I, while I feel that like we've been waiting for Frank and waiting for Frank, it's also allowed guys like Trishon Wharton to have that much more impact and time to make an impact. I feel like Mike Dan has taken a step forward the last couple of weeks as well. Like to have the other bit players come back up. Like just kind of everybody rising as a group so that when Frank flips the switch, which I do expect to happen as well, that they're going to be able to just dominate, I think, down the stretch. And that's that's definitely the hope. Um, it really it has allowed other players to emerge. Tershawn's a favorite of mine, too. I really it's hard to overstate how much it appears Brett Veach crushed it in terms of the young defensive guys he grabbed this offseason. Um, I mean, just crushed it. Because mm-hmm. Wharton just looks like a steal. Um, and, and that's with him. He's, re- I mean, he's clearly learning about hand usage and about go-to moves and counter moves. And you see him starting to go to the same well a few times. But he has an unusual combination of athletic athleticism and functional strength. Um, because most guys that can move like him, they're not strong. And he's got some, he's got some of that, 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 functional upper body strength where you see him kind of that Chris Jones style. Like he's just stronger country strong is what I call it. Yeah. He's country strong. He's farm boy strong. Let me ask you this too, because I'm sure you didn't hear this. I said it a couple of weeks ago. I think Treshawn Wharton is the Alan Bailey. I always wanted. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot because Bailey in certain moments, Alan Bailey's type of athleticism more closely resembles like Tino Passanio's athleticism. When you got Alan Bailey with like a straight beeline towards a quarterback, that dude was terrifying, but he was just a bit of a stiff athlete. Didn't have much bend to him. And he also didn't, when he got momentum pushing forward, he would occasionally just run guys over. But he just didn't have that same that that sand in his upper body and lower body to hold up like you think a guy that's built like him would. That's a really good analogy. I like that a lot. I'm gonna steal that one. But hopefully, yeah, hopefully no hopefully one realized it. But, uh, <laughs> no one listened to this part. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. But that's the uh, that that's the thing. You know, you hope that these guys can keep playing pretty well, and then Clark turns it on down the stretch. And this is the interesting thing for Clark: being on a Super Bowl contender allows you to do this. I'm sure if someone asked him, he would say this year has been disappointing for him in terms of how well he's played. I'm convinced he's hurt or fighting some kind of long term sickness. Or something, because he just does not look as strong. Now, the last couple of weeks, I could be wrong, but I'm seeing a few long arms in there. I'm seeing a few bull rushes. I'm starting to see him go back to the power move well, and he had just abandoned it, just like he did last year. I think we talked about this last year. He went from being a primarily power rusher to trying to be a finesse guy. And it's weird, because if you watch his Seattle tape, you see a guy who just ran over people and... He also, I think he looks 10 pounds lighter. And so I wonder, 
if we're going to look back, because he's the type of dude, we didn't hear about it last year until he started to get healthy. Then he was basically, look, man, I couldn't feel my hand. It's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have criticized you so much. And, and that's what happens. P- people want players to play through injuries until they don't know about the injuries. Like, Why isn't this guy performing? I, I'm curious if after the season, we're going to find out that, that Clark had some kind of stomach bug or something that kept consistently affecting him in that department. But all he needs to do is turn it on down for another playoff, a hot playoff stretch. And it still doesn't matter what it costs to get him here, picks, whatever. I would, I would argue that it already doesn't matter. They already I, won the Super Bowl. I'm probably with you. You need 12 quarters out of him now, but I think he's probably already earned that. And it's funny because that is also a sentiment. Just a couple of weeks ago, I sat down with Therese and we had the same conversation. It's always about something with Frank. Like, He's never been 100%. Even his last couple of seasons in Seattle, there's always something bothering him. I tend to think that it's like some kind of GI thing um, that's that's constantly bothering him because of the weight loss, because he doesn't seem to have not only the, the power, but the energy as well. Um, so I agree with you. So I, I need 12 quarters out of the guy. And and it's yep. it's back to backs. Yep. And and we you, everyone knows, I mean, I've seen people occasionally, this is more like just people being commenters and that kind of stuff, saying like, oh, you know, well, he got paid and, you know, whatever. And I just, it's like, he, that is not Frank Clark. That guy is desperately competitive. And it's just not in him to quit. That's one of the reasons they brought him in is they really felt like him and, and Chris Jones would do really, like, would be good for each other in terms of motivating and that kind of stuff. And I think we've seen that with Jones. Although I still occasionally have people question whether Jones is, is elite and I can't do it anymore. So I don't even, I don't even, even there's another one where we know what we're going to get from Jones, just like we've gotten all season. Um, even as the rest of the pass rush hasn't performed as well, Jones generally speaking has still been excellent. And so I, I'm excited, man. I I'm so curious who they play. I it's just, and plus, it's a great set of matchups this weekend. Like every single game for wildcard. Cause normally it's like, ah, I got to wait a weekend. So these are all great games. Like for a week that I would normally take off with the cheese, not in it, you know, I'd be like, Oh, I'll do something and it'll be on the background. No, I'm going to be watching these games for. Yeah. We'd normally do something like a healthy functional human. Instead, I'm going to be sitting there watching. And it's so exciting because they're, I mean, they're just intriguing matchups. And honestly, it's a really talented AFC field this year, even if it's not, I wouldn't call it top heavy. Although I guess I think maybe people that are talking about the Chiefs would because the Chiefs are a top heavy sort of team. They, they're really, 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 really good. But like, there's just nothing would surprise me in terms of the outcomes. You know what I mean? And that's just so exciting. So I, I'm excited for the Chiefs. I'm excited for the playoffs. It's just, like I said, that Frank Clark factor. I really do think he is the X factor. We, you know, of course, Mahomes is always the overriding. It's, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like when someone asks me how things are going to go. You know, everyone knows me and my background. It's always a given that I would follow that with if the Lord wills it. It's always a given. Not that I'm comparing Patrick Mahomes to God. I'm just saying that it's always going to be a given that yes, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the most important part. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I have silenced you. So, oh, this is great. It's, since this isn't going to be a visual media, I have, I have, I have, I have not decapitated. That's the wrong word. I have incapacitated <laughs> Ryan. I have incapacitated Ryan. 
<laughs> my oh, spiritual references. I am not speechless very often. Uh, <laughs> I had a vision of Patrick walking on water right there. <laughs> Look, Patrick Mahomes has entered what did uh, Bill Simmons used to call it the Tyson zone. That really, if someone was like, you know, Patrick Mahomes figured out how to walk on water, I wouldn't necessarily believe it. But I'd at least say, well, do you have a video? <laughs> yeah, can, I, can I see that, please? Yeah. Oh, um, so so Mahomes is the overarching, yes, he's the biggest thing. Because if Mahomes plays, you know, at his absolute best, the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. They, they just, uh, barring the defense to having a total, like, AFC Championship 2018 level meltdown. That That's it. But beyond that, it's Frank Clark, man, because I think you know what you're getting everywhere else. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know what? I think we'll save the next question for the next piece here. So, folks, if you're listening to this, we'll we'll have more for you probably tomorrow. But And I was right. We are going to break this into another piece because we got into a longer conversation uh, than we usually do. I mean, we always go long when we sit down and talk football. So uh, coming up tomorrow, the second half, the better half of uh, this conversation with Seth. I hope you guys are having a great one. Tomorrow will be Friday. Thanks for listening to us today. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.